This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare born from the spa. Milk and Honey sources and uses the safest possible ingredients in both their spa treatments and product lines, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. I recently went to their Brentwood location to treat myself to a spa day. In addition to having a wonderful and deeply therapeutic massage, I really appreciated how peaceful and relaxing the spa environment is. The lounge that is available for guests pre and post treatments felt like a little sanctuary and retreat away from the outside hustle and bustle of LA. We are so excited to now be able to offer our listeners a discount at all milk and honey spas, including both LA locations in Culver city and Brentwood. We are even more excited to partner with them to offer a spa package called the courageous wellness retreat, a 60 minute milk and honey signature massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. And for all our listeners in any location, their online boutique offers products from the milk and honey line and from other top brands, including Osea Malibu, super goop, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. Courageous Wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any Milk and Honey location with code CW Podcast. Visit milkandhoneyspa.com to find a location near you. And if you want to try the Courageous Wellness Spa package at a special discounted rate, use the code Courageous Wellness Retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. And you can find all this information in our show notes. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French, and this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have a really great conversation today with Vinny 
who is one the founder of the Pain Academy. And we're going to talk all about him, his background, and the work they do over there at the Pain Academy. But before we get into that, we're going to do our quick updates as we usually do. Um, Erica, I know that you have an update you wanted to share. I do. Um, yes, I I'm doing this week a four-day bone broth gut reset cleanse with Owl Venice, our friends over at Owl Venice. We love Lindsay, the founder has been on the podcast and we actually had our first event in 2019 at the Owl Venice space. So we love Owl Venice and their bone broths and vegan mineral broth elixirs are some of my favorite on the market. They're really, um, they're really delicious and they use a lot of herbs and spices in their mixes. And they offer a gut reset that I, I did a couple times before the pandemic, but I haven't done one in a while. And it's my favorite type of cleanse to do because it's very food positive and it's very focused on gut health. So the reason I wanted to do this cleanse is, you know, I, I just felt like it was time to do a little reset and, there's no other cleanse I'd want to do aside from owl because it is so food positive and gut focused. And I know, you know, gut dysbiosis is what leads to a lot of our issues. And, um, the owl cleanse is a great way to tackle that with nourishing bone broths. And so what the cleanse is for anyone who isn't familiar with it is it's three broths a day and three shakes a day. And then if you do need more food or you get hungry, Owl is all about honoring your body and your own cues. And so they have like approved foods that you can also eat on the cleanse, like cooked greens, berries, boiled chicken, um, avocados. And so it's very food forward. So you're really not depriving yourself. You're just supporting your gut. You're cutting sugar. Um, and the shakes are really delicious. So in the morning mm -hmm. you have a vegan mineral broth with a matcha spirulina, <laughs> uh, milkshake. And for lunch, um, you have chicken broth and another shake. And at dinner you have beef broth and, uh, uh, beet focused shake mm -hmm. and it's really good. And, and as we know, bone broth is so high protein, so you really don't feel deprived. So I've been like, I've been swimming and I've gone on walks and I'm not doing anything too strenuous, but I have a lot of energy on this yeah. cleanse and I feel really good. Um, and I just love it. And so, yeah, and it's really hormone supportive. And so I think I want to do it again too during my luteal phase next month, just to see how that impacts my cycle. If you've been listening to our show, especially our recent episode with Amy Raup, you know, I talked about, I have really difficult luteal phase during my um, hormone cycle each month. So I'm in my follicular right now. So I know that's a great time to do things like cleanses or even intermittent fasting during that follicular phase. But um, yeah, that's kind of my what? update is I'm doing a little bone broth. Gut I, love, reset I love the owl Venice gut reset too. And I, I am not a fan of cleanses, but that one, I always feel so amazing on. And I accidentally did it once over like my late luteal into my menstrual phase. And I actually don't, don't suggest doing that because um, unless you really like 
kind of lead yourself into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it, but it was, it was a little tough. Um, <laughs> but I have to say, even when I've done it earlier in my cycle, like my follicular phase or early luteal too, it, it sets you up for like an awesome late luteal. Like I yeah. remember it's like, at this any will point, be. it's just, yeah, it's really, it's so nourishing. And I think that's the thing. And the shakes are made also with hemp milk, like, and it's their homemade hemp milk with all these other kind of delicious ingredients that are, are really kind of kind to the digestive system and, um, anti-inflammatory, like ginger and turmeric and, and all the yummy things. And, um, the taste delicious too, but they're very filling. And that's really important. We are not, as Erica said, no, we're very food forward, very food positive. And all the only thing ourselves. Yeah. I was going to say the only thing I start missing is chewing. Like (laughs) I love chewing. Um, but again, like I've had a little bit of avocado or chicken. I always, I always do a little food too. You can add in some food as well, but, um, but yeah, it is. And and if I do it in my luteal, it will be, it'll be my early, it'll be like the start of my luteal. So yeah. that's why I think it'll be a good time. Cause that's when I find my nutrition is like the most important of the whole month is yes. that that early luteal really sets you up for, if you are somebody like me who struggles with, um, you know, depression and rage during your luteal phase, <laughs> it's like super fun, but there's like, you know, it, in the months I am not sleeping or I've had a drink or a cocktail, it's like, I, I have a day or two, sometimes longer of like serious depression rage. So I'm working on it with Allie where it's supporting my cycle and it's usually a protein, you know, I'm not the biggest protein girl. So this, yeah. this cleanse has also really, um, reminded me that broths, especially bone broths are a great way to get in protein. And so I think yes. I'm going to really, I mean, I, I'm a big advocate of drinking bone broth with all my clients and now I need to like practice what I preach and I'm going to mm-hmm. really add daily bone broth back into my routine. So that's my update, Allie. I know you have kind of like, this is like a gut focused update. Yours is a little gut friendly too. I just wanted to also, before I go into this, um, mention our episode with Amy Raup, not too long ago, if anybody's interested, especially in supporting, um, fertility, if they're in the phase where that's something that's important to them, but this actually really just applies to anyone wanting to support their hormone health. Um, she's a huge fan of bone broth too. And, um, like she wrote a book called the egg quality diet, but because it's so nutrient dense, um, and so supportive of our gut lining, which trickles into so many aspects of our health. Um, yeah. Bone broth is just like, it's just an awesome thing to incorporate. And it, and I know it can be expensive, but um, there are ways to use it in cooking. You can make your own. I make like, even if I get a rotisserie chicken, you can put it in a slow cooker after and make broth from that. Um, but I also recently made a soup with pure bone broth and I bought um, bonafide provisions. They sell it frozen. And actually I love it. Sharon was on our show like years ago. Um, but it is more cost effective to do that than, you know, buying sipping broth sometimes can be a little bit more expensive. So if you want to, um, if you want to buy it, buying it frozen from Bonafide is, is a good option too. Um, and then as far as, yeah, as far as, you know, I love my coffee and we're talking about gut health and hormone health, but you know, one of the things that we don't want to do is drink coffee on an empty stomach. So even though I love it first thing in the morning, what I've started doing is 
for a while now doing kind of like a protein coffee, protein lattes um, to make sure I'm getting protein with it and some fats. And one of the ingredients that we add, you and I both are fans of, and it kind of makes a coffee like a mocha is Mm. the Saqqara metabolism powder. It also has like a lot of gut friendly ingredients, but it's more of a bitter sort of chocolate flavor profile because it has, um, cacao. And that's also great for magnesium. Um, it's great magnesium source if you are, uh, in your, you know, menstrual phase as well. Um, but incorporating that is another sort of like boost. And I just do a shot of espresso with it in my latte. So it's really not a lot of caffeine overall, but it really kind of hits the spot in that way. And it gives that dark, rich sort of cocoa flavor profile as well. Um, if anybody's so good, you love it too. Really? I love it so much. And, um, yeah, it, it's so, it's just, it's one of the most delicious ways I think you can support your gut health. And it is, I think it's one of Sakara's best-selling products. It's like become a cult favorite because it does support your gut health and it can also curb sugar cravings in a really delicious way and reduce bloat, which is just wonderful. So I I'm a big fan and smoothies are in coffee as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Smoothies are a good, good vehicle for it. So if anyone's interested in trying it, you can, um, Use our code for 20% off. I believe it's 20%. It's yeah. XO Courageous. So um, you can go check out the Sakara store online. And uh, yeah, it's the Metabolism Super Powder. It comes in a big red bag. Yep. So um, And it lasts quite a while as well if anybody's interested. Yes. Um, and we also want to remind everybody this episode is brought to you by Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey is they have their own hyper clean products, um, on their website. You can go to the store. They, they carry their own line, which we love also other brands like Supergoop, Osea Malibu, lots of favorites over there. And you can check them out at their spa locations all over the country, LA, Texas, Chicago, and you can use our code CW podcast for 20% off wherever, if you're at the spa or online. So CW podcast for 20% off. And, um, yeah, we are big fans, longtime fans of milk and honey. So with that, we have a great episode. Should we get to it? Yeah. I really learned so much from Vinny and loved this conversation. It was a really, really great one on pain management with lots of tips. So let's get into it. Yeah. So today we have a conversation with Vinny Crispino, founder of Pain Academy. Pain Academy is a movement therapy business with a mission to improve posture and heal pain through simple movements that anyone can do. Their approach is not a quick fix, but a long-term solution that traces the root cause of pain, misalignment, and overall limitation in the body. Their best-selling program, The Movement Program, teaches simple teaches members simple and effective corrective exercises that adapt to their individual needs and to date has helped over 5,000 members become healthier. Pain Academy was born from Vinny's own personal pain journey after he broke his back in his 20s. He went from being an NCAA D1 collegiate athlete to later being bedridden with pain. Now, 10 years later, he solved his problems for good and has devoted himself to teaching others to do the same. The message is simple. Movement is the key to healing. You already have all the tools you need. Today, we had a great conversation offering tips and tools on pain management, and we discuss overcoming pain. So enjoy the episode. 
Before we get to today's episode, we want to tell you a little bit about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Erica and I are both certified integrative health coaches. I have advanced training in hormone health, and she has advanced training in gut health. And we offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. We continued our education and received certification through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that combines nutrition, coaching, and business. We loved the program and have had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, or even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. So we are very excited to be able to offer a discount to Courageous Wellness listeners to study at IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, and medical industry experts. To receive up to $2,500 off your tuition, you can use our names, Allie French or Erica Stein, at the time of enrollment to receive the tuition discount. We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful programs. Welcome, Vinny. Thank you for joining us today. Erica and I are both really interested in hearing your story and the work that you do um, at Pain Academy. So just to get started and to share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, can you share kind of your personal journey and how that got you into this into this space? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Honored to be on the show. I uh, just caught up on one of your last recordings, and it was uh, it was a great episode to listen to. I resonated a lot with uh, one of you said that you were a teenager in your 30s, and same. So, I'm um, I'm in the right place here. But yeah, so so quick backstory. Um, I was, you know, ever since a kid, I had my heart set on going to the Olympics or swimming. I was a great swimmer, uh, eight time All American athlete, sixteen. I'm sorry. 30 plus Colorado state records, 16 national titles. I had the gift of athleticism. I never paid attention to quality of movement. It was just all about performance. And I got really burned out. And this was when I was living out in Denver, Colorado. And so um, I kind of burned out my love of swimming and wanted to find another sport, something that kind of had something to do with swimming. And so naturally I saw all the cool long haired guys in Southern California be surfers So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go do that. My swimming skills were far greater than my surfing skills. And I paddled out on a day that I had no business being out there. The waves were monstrous. The first wave picked me up, just gnarly wipeout, threw me on my back. My lower back hit a rock and I broke it. So it was a T12 fracture, multiple herniations. The impact was so severe that my spine shifted 21 degrees to the side. And, And in a moment, I went from this highly capable, you know, young, strong man to, I can't move. You know, it was, it was a life changing injury. And I think my story actually looks fairly similar the next couple of years from breaking my back with what most people's story is, which is you get hurt, you panic, you don't know what to do. So you go through the norm of traditional medicine, Western medicine, you look up the doctors, you explore surgery, you find the experts out there who specialize in traumatic injuries, and you go through PT and you go through physio and Cairo and massage and acupuncture, and you just go through the hamster wheel of things, hoping that something works. And nothing did. And this was years after breaking my back, the fracture 
herniations healed, yet I was still functionally disabled. You know, I was in my mid twenties at this point, still barely uh, able to do any level of real movement. Quality of life was miserable. It was it was a true rock bottom situation, and I got so fed up and broke. By the way, I went racked up a mountain of credit card debt that. I just really had no other option but just to take matters into my own hands. So I did what a lot of people do, which is how do you learn about the body? Well, you go back to school, you study exercise physiology. And I went on to become a personal trainer because I wanted to learn myself, what do I need to do to my body? And each certification I got, it kind of took me a little bit closer, a little bit closer to the answer. But Again, this was years and years later of trying to become a professional and still functionally disabled, not capable of doing the things that I want to do. And a really long story short, as are most things, it's always like the last thing that you find that works. I stumbled upon this really simple, basic methodology of training. It's not, it's not passive, like nobody does anything to you. It's not appointment-based. Nobody's adjusting you or doing things to your body. It's you learning how to regain control of your movement yourself through really simple daily exercises that you can do at home. So essentially, it's like you're becoming your own therapist, your own movement therapist. And when I first discovered this, it was like this light bulb moment because because mind you, this was years and years and years after so many things failing and being so frustrated by that. And finally, I get to this simple movement methodology that worked. You know, I wasn't pain-free. It wasn't a miracle, but I was like 5% better and I would have killed for 5% better. You know, that's, that's how bad things were. And so after having this first session with what was called posture therapy, never even heard of it. It was never once recommended. It was like this, it, it was a mixed bag of emotions. It was first hope. I felt very hopeful that I could actually have a chance at living life again. And the second thing was I was angry. Like, why is this, why was this really simple, effective thing that made me feel like I'm actually in control of this process? Why was this never once recommended or talked about in any of the therapeutic treatment options? And this is this this experience after this first session is ultimately what gave birth to Pain Academy because I wanted this information to be out there in the world. I didn't want anybody to go through the hamster wheel and give up almost their entire 20s like I did, or for other people, decades of their life, just struggling, bouncing from one thing to the next, when oftentimes simple solutions work the best. And so I, I made it my mission that day that the world was going to know about this information. And I created a business and it worked and it helped one person and that person told somebody else and it just, it spider webbed into something that just ballooned all over the world. And now we've got thousands of people in this program, all coming down to the ground every day, learning how to rediscover movement, reconnect with their body. And, and ultimately what I think really just participate in their own rescue here. Yeah. Thank you, Vinny. That's a really uh, beautiful and incredible story that you have and that you've gone through. And um, yeah, it's amazing. And now you work with and help you know, thousands of people <laughs> yeah. regain control of their pain and their body. And I'm also somebody who, um, over the last three years, ha it was the first time I really struggled with, um, chronic pain and it, uh, it really floored me. It was out of nowhere. I had, it started with like a back and shoulder injury. I couldn't walk for five days. Just, I was on a walk and my 
it was like a pinched nerve gave out and I couldn't move. And you don't, you, you like take things for granted until you're like, oh, I can't move. And then, um, over time I was diagnosed with a shoulder injury and just lots of different things. And when you mentioned, um, that 5% better, it's like, as I've even been improving and I'm, I'm probably the best mobility wise that I've been in like the last year, year and a half. And that, that 5% makes all the difference. And it's, it's pretty incredible that you went from, um, right. You discovered this for yourself and then you had this, um, passion to share it with others. Um, what was that process like for you, right? Knowing that you were able to heal yourself and start to see this improvement. Was there a test or a trial to see if it would also work for other people or or how did you know it was this, this was like the game changing thing that was going to work for, for everyone? Yeah. So it, it took, that's a great question, by the way. And it took me some time to really wrap my mind around why, why I believe that this was the missing piece for people. And what became clear after some time, after I really dove into this was so many other methodologies out there it's like you bring your body to somebody and they do something to you right so it's this external source trying to override and change this internal problem and that can be really effective right if somebody puts their hands on you in a massage you can immediately feel their effect and change just like same thing with the chiropractic adjustment the problem was is what happens the moment that stops and you have to leave the appointment it's just like the clock gets reset back to the way things were and the benefits and the results really just start to go against ourselves here. Why I was so certain that this was the missing piece is because you're in charge of it. You have control over it. You can do it in the morning. You can do it in the midday. You can do it in the evening. There is a level of capacity that you're capable of controlling and influencing the changes that need to be made. And when I really took a step back, it's not that all the other therapies were ineffective. They just, they didn't really deal with the other 160 hours of the week that I was suffering. And there was no game plan. There was no, there was nothing in place outside of the appointment times that I was paying that I just couldn't keep affording to do. This made sense to me because it solved the missing piece of the puzzle, which is to get the human being with the problem involved. I think you are, well, I don't think it's truth. You're the only one who can feel what you can feel. You're the only one hardwired to your nervous system. You have access to so much more incredible information than any expert in the world has. If you can learn how to listen to your body and reconnect and decipher and understand sensations and signals and change your relationship to that and give your body movements to calm and down-regulate the nervous system, to improve function, you're, you're literally healing yourself and you're learning how to do that. So unfortunately, you know, in those first couple of years post-injury, I was naive. I thought just paying somebody thousands of dollars was like, good, like you're going to fix me, right? Like you got this, you're the expert. And it was just, it was missing me. And it took forever to understand that I was that missing piece. So once I started to really learn how to take control and drive the change myself, I started to see how that was missing in so many other people's process. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense when you think about it. Um, you mentioned earlier that you were exposed to something s- starting with 
called posture therapy. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Can you just share with us a little bit? So if anybody's completely unfamiliar with pain Academy or the work that you do, or this sort of like bringing the person, the person dealing with the pain into the equation, into the healing equation. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what the movement therapy is, is and what it's based in? Yeah. So first we have to break down, I think, what most people think posture is. So when I say posture, most people think it's just sitting in a certain way or sitting up tall, pulling your shoulders back. They think it's something that can just be voluntarily controlled. Posture is about position. So your body is capable of making all these different positions and shapes, like walking is a shape, sitting is a shape, standing, weightlifting. When our muscular skeletal system is really healthy, we can get in and out of any position and shape we want to. When the muscular skeletal system is not healthy, there's positions and shapes we can't make, like a deep squat comfortably, like sitting in a chair comfortably. Most people will collapse forward, not because they have bad posture, it's because they can't get out of that position and get into a different one. So we all have, based on the own unique health of our muscular system, certain positions that we go to all day long and certain positions we never get into all day long. Posture therapy is about retraining your body to make shapes again so you can be a fluid dynamic mover. And it first starts by looking at what position are we in? How do we stand? How do we sit? How do we walk? How do we bend forward? What happens when we stand on our right leg versus the left leg? What is going on here with your body? What shapes are you making and where's the dysfunction? Where's the imbalance? Where's the compensation? And we start to work our way backwards into seeing what's the missing piece here? What muscles are no longer actively participating in movement? And how can we devise a game plan to wake those muscles up so you can get back to making as many shapes as you want based on whatever lifestyle you have? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah, it it all makes a lot of sense. And so I'm curious because you do work with people all over, right? And there there is a big virtual component. So how does it actually work? Like how do you begin working with people um, on this method so that they can take their health into their own hands? Yeah, it's a it's another great question. And it's really weird to think about that a lot of this is done virtually because we are so conditioned to think we need to be seen in person to get help. Again, it goes back to like, we're relying on somebody else to give us the missing pieces that we can't feel and pay attention to anymore. So it's actually, in my opinion, it's more beneficial to do this online because you're removing the crutch of somebody else and you're forced to get back into your own body and nervous system and feel things. So the process is quite simple. Step one, we can't fix a problem until we understand it. And if we're not assessing, then we're just guessing. So if you've got a problem with your body, step one is let's take a step outside of just what you're feeling. I show people how to take really simple photos and videos of their body making those shapes, like I talked about, bending forward, sitting, standing, walking. Step one is analyzing, is the body capable of doing this? Do both sides work together? Do the muscles in the front of the body, are they in a good balance with the muscles in the back of the body? 
So step one is laying down that foundation of what is actually happening currently right now with your state of movement. Step two is I'm going to give you a variety of very simple movements. You're going to do these movements and just doing them is very educational because you can really see how one side works differently than the other. You're going to feel all of those limitations that are causing you to feel the way that you are. And then the brilliant part is step three. After the movements, go back to the assessments, stand up, walk around, bend forward, squat. Are you better, worse, or the same? And what you're going to find is there's this discovery process of you, step one, checking in with your body, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Step two, doing these movements. And step three, rechecking what just changed. And it is this intimate process of awareness, movement, and rechecking that really starts to calibrate your body so you can begin to answer the question, what the hell do I need to do to move and feel better every single day? You're going to learn that some routines really make your squat significantly better. Some routines make it a easier to just sit down all day for work. Other routines make hard drives more bearable. Some routines make holding your kid or doing whatever sport you do better. It's this process of relearning your body and you don't need somebody there with you to do that. You just need yourself. And so everything is delivered through this online system that I put together. Um, do you find that the people that come to work with you and work through this methodology for themselves, really, um, are they also people, I mean, is it across the gamut? Are they people that have also experienced you know, traumatic injuries, or is it oftentimes like chronic pain that they don't know the source of? I mean, I'm assuming because everybody is so different and bio-individual in their experiences. And as you were saying, like, are the expert of the information that their body gives them. Mm -hmm. um, do you find, I, I'm just curious, I guess, for example, like in a case sort of as severe as yours was, where you're dealing with like an intense injury that was caused and then like the repercussions of that over years. Um, and clearly it's, it's helped a whole lot, but, but I imagine in the beginning when you're dealing with intense pain, like how do people start, if there's a nervous system sort of trauma to that, how do people start to feel, um, kind of safe in dealing with the pain that they may have had for a long time? Like what, I guess I'm curious, like what are your experiences um, with the people that you've worked with in that case? Yeah. So um, it's a, it's a whole host of people. You've got people who have similar stories like mine, traumatic injury, whether it's a, a impact injury, like breaking your back, surfing, traumatic car accident, something of that nature. It's been there's been a lot of history of emotional trauma and they've just avoided and suppressed their body, right? That's also a really big reason that we disconnect from ourselves. And then it ranges all the way from people who just feel off, right? Maybe it's not a specific kind of pain. They just don't feel good and they don't feel capable of moving well. And then we've got some of the world's best athletes in our program. Uh, for example, Zach Bitter, he's the 100-mile world record holder. Or um, Young Ho Koo, who's one of the top NFL kickers. So it's, it's a wide host of individuals because this program focuses on human movement. What you brought up 
it's this is the really counterintuitive part because all of us are unique and we're exactly the same. When you can stop looking for that really precise needle in the haystack, the exact thing that fits your unique problem sets and circumstances, before we can even do that, we have to first focus on the basics of movement. And this is this is the challenge. And maybe I'll give you this example. Let's say you're a golfer who wants to improve your golf performance. That's a really specific thing. But before we can improve golf performance, can we even rotate both ways? Or are you stuck in that golfing rotational pattern? So if you're if you have this dysfunctional movement already as an athlete and you're looking for something hyper specific for your sport. Yeah, maybe we'll get some kind of change in the next couple months or the next couple years, but how long is that sustainable with your foundation is not proper? So why this program works over a wide host of issues and conditions is because it focuses on the basics first and the uniqueness second. And that is the different kind of thinking. That's why I didn't get better because I kept looking for back pain specific stuff and protocols when in reality, both of my legs couldn't work together, right? So I was spending all this time, money, and energy focusing on my spine, and I ignored the entire body around it that was just in this massive traumatic state of compensation. No wonder why I wasn't going anywhere, because my entire body was preventing my back from healing because the movement dysfunction was so high. So answering the, the last part of your question, what is my experience with these people with, with really traumatic or severe nervous system dysfunctions? There's a, there's a process in which we have to approach this. Step one is down regulation. It's really hard for, to help somebody if they're in the Paris, uh, the sympathetic fight, flight, freeze, the alarm bells are ringing off and it is blaring pain signals. We can't really do much when the body's in that state. So step one is, what are the positions that we can put you in on the ground that support you, that ease the pressure of gravity, that take out and reduce all of this high state of panic and excessive muscular work? How can we just hit the pause button? Not fix the pain yet. We just have to give you the ability to mitigate the symptoms. And for most people, if you're in some kind of chronic pain, if you lay on your back and put your legs over a couch or a chair, hips and knees at 90 degrees, and you've got something supporting your legs and the floor supporting your body, you're going to find that the longer you stay, the more calm and relaxed the nervous system becomes. And then we can start to do a little bit of movement. And it's going to be gentle. And it's going to be really simple at the start. So step one is mitigating symptoms. But it has to go a little deeper than that because we are more than just the physical state. We have to simultaneously change our relationship to pain. And that is a whole can of worms. And something that I obviously highly recommend people get very specialized therapists to do that. I've created a framework to help at least over the first 31 days of the program, help change people's relationship with all these sensations in their body. Because if that part's not dealt with, we can only do so much with the physicality of it. And I remember on my journey, one of, one of my mentors said, um, my emotions, like I'm not ready to get better. And I was mad. What do you mean I'm not ready to get better? Like I'm here, 
I, I don't want to be crippled and functionally disabled. What do you mean I'm not ready to heal? And he's like, I can't help you until you work on your emotions. And I got frustrated because it's like, what do you mean? My emotions don't have anything to do with this. My back was broken. It was a physical problem. I saw the breaking back injury on the x-ray. It took me so long to understand how my thought process and my mindset as a human being, I had such a poor relationship with my body and myself that all I was doing was sabotaging any physical program I was in. The exercises that eventually worked for me were the same exercises that didn't work for me because this was in such a poor state that I was just continually fighting and forcing my way through pain. I didn't know how to work with that signal. I knew how to hate it. I knew how to resist it. I knew that it mangled my body and it prevented me from living this like really great, amazing quality of life that I wanted. So pain was the enemy. It was the bad guy. And anytime I did any physical exercise, I made sure to fight and resist all of those uncomfortable internal sensations. And it wasn't until my relationship with pain changed that I was able to walk out of this fight, flight, freeze mechanism and back into this state of like, okay, let's heal this damn thing. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Ali and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using Seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten-free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code COURAGEOUS15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. We want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first order at Sakara with code XOCOURAGEOUS. We have been big fans of the company for years, and the Sakara Life Organic Meal Delivery Program is based on a whole food, plant-rich diet that includes fresh, nutrient-dense, and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep. 
They also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakar cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XO courageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do. That makes so much sense. And actually you answered my question because I was going to ask about the emotional component to pain because it's very, very real. And, um, Ali and I actually met through our Buddhist practice. We both practice Buddhism and that kind of mind body connection is, is definitely, um, integrated in what we believe in. And, you know, even with myself, I, I think a lot of my physical pain was from just such a stressful few years, so much was going on and it did manifest as physical pain. And I remember I was getting, um, a massage and, you know, I always tell them, I'm like, I have mobility issues with my arm. And, um, after the massage, she's like, literally when I would touch your arm, you'd, you'd like spasm, like I'd freeze because Mm -hmm. I was anticipating the pain I knew would come if, the movement would happen. And she had said to me, she's like, you got to start moving your arm, you know, like you got to (laughs) get through this block. And, and I really, you know, through lots of different things have been able to do, to do that. But a lot of it really came from having like a, you know, it sounds opposite, but having like a Buddhist or spiritual practice for myself that I was able to work on the mindset stuff really, really helped. So thank you. Cause I was going to ask you about that kind of emotional, component to pain. And it's wonderful that you, you tackle that. And, and so my next question, since you answered that question um, was, you know, you, you've mentioned some of the, like the basics, right. That you, you start people with, depending on what it is that they're dealing with. There are some basics maybe that everyone can benefit from. And because we love to give our audience some like tangible takeaways, right. If they're listening and they have some chronic pain, Um, is there anything you recommend like everyone do for their overall pain management just in general? Yeah, there's a lot of things that I recommend. And one thing that we could do really special for your listeners and your audience is I can put together just a really simple movement routine and they can just try it. Like, let's just, let's, let's don't take my word for it. Just get down on the ground, try it. Let me guide you through it. And I want you to discover what is really happening with your body and see what happens when you just practice these basics. But an example of some of the basics are, let's get both hips to start rotating together the same. Let's get both ankles to move like ankles. Let's ensure that both knees have range of motion and that your pelvis can move and that you can rotate to the left the same that you can rotate to the right and that both shoulders can move overhead. And there are really simple exercises that can be done that can start to restore and rebuild those basic, basic mechanics. So before anybody goes looking for, you know, and and I don't want to prevent anybody from doing what they feel is best, but I've got this core philosophy. We go looking for really hyper-specific, unique solutions. Let's just get back to basic human movement first. Let's iron that out and then watch what happens to that unique thing that you're feeling. Most of the times, not always, 
But most of the times, a lot of these asymmetrical aches and pains and discomforts start to go away when the basics are implored on a daily basis, because our environment does not, it does not bode well for the body. We have like engineered movement out of our lives. So these basic exercises remind your body that, hey, joints and muscles and nerves, you're all going to start working and communicating together again. So, so I'll put yeah. something together special for everybody. Thank you. It's funny. You just led me into my next question because you were talking about like the basics of human movement, but that's not something, you know, you think it is intuitive as a human, but it's not something our world supports necessarily at this point. Um, I'm laughing. I just bought a, uh, one of the like kneeling chairs for my desks, because I found that I was just hunching so much. And we all have devices at our, like the end of our hands. And then we're like doing this, you know, like, sorry for those that are just listening, you know, bending over at the neck. I mean, I'm constantly, my husband and I are constantly like on each other because we can see it for the other person too. And, um, I, I'm really fascinated with some longevity science, but like in a really accessible way. And you're talking about the muscular skeletal system and, and things like that, where it's like, I heard one guy being interviewed where he was talking about like lifespan, quality of lifespan. It's not just about the length of it, but it's really health span. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And the idea of like, oh, maybe at 90, I'd like to be able to lift like a small carry on um, bag to an overhead compartment, things like that kind of motion, which really determines the quality of our life sometimes. Um, if we are fortunate enough to be in able bodies and I just, so, so it's not just about like, sometimes it's not just about pain, but it's just about getting back to like how our bodies are even supposed to move. And I think sometimes just as a culture, we're so disconnected from that. We're not really taught how to care for ourselves, even if you're an athlete, right? Like even if you're an athlete and you use your body, you were talking about being a young athlete and turning off some of the signals because it was all about performance. And I, I get that in an athletic, when, when performance matters in sports, but at what cost too? like, what if we could teach mm -hmm. our kids functional movement, things like that, that, you know, we didn't even have in, in school. It was sort of like, I don't know. I remember like running the mile and I remember like the flexibility test where you're like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, touch your toes or whatever it is. But I guess I'm just thinking about all these things, what you're talking about as far as like human movement, whether someone's in chronic pain and needing to try to heal that for themselves, for quality of life, but also anybody who just wants to develop health span and longevity. Um, movement can be a massive component of that. And so I guess the question in there for you is how do we learn? I mean, you've created literally an academy, so there is an educational component, but how do we start even with our own day-to-day -day lives, are there things that we can be conscious of because of the disconnect in our lifestyles, because of sitting all day long in front of computers or because of um, 
I don't know. There's there's so much. It depends on like if you're in a walkable city, that's great. But if you're in a car all the time or mm-hmm. whatever that whatever the sort of like lifestyle things might be, are there any things that beyond the obvious that I just mentioned that you might want to bring to our audience's awareness so that they could start to have awareness about for themselves in their day to day? Yeah, absolutely. So ultimately, what's needed is we need to inject movement back into your life. Most problems are arising because our bodies are starved of motion and movement's medicine. Movement significantly improves lymphatic function. It significantly improves digestive function and cardiovascular health and respiratory. I mean, movement is medicine in so many elements. So when we have all of these mismatched diseases that are showing up, not all the time, but let's first take a look at what is this human body going through on a daily basis? And we're probably going to find that the lifestyle's more likely than not sedentary. So one of the benefits of the program that I, that I created was to teach people very simple, attainable ways and accessible ways to start injecting movement back into, into their day-to-day. And that's why I give people a set of 15, 25 minutes, maybe 45 minutes of exercises they can do to kind of offset the lack of motion that their modern lifestyle is giving them. But let's say the movement program that I have is inaccessible for you. Let's say you're not on board yet. Fine. It's okay. There's a couple things that you can do on a day-to-day basis that can significantly start to improve the quality of your health and life. By the way, so many answers of what we need to do to move better are exhibited in our kids. Go look at them. They don't have expensive movement coaches. They don't have the Pain Academy's movement program. They move so much and they are constantly getting in and out of positions. They're rolling around on the ground. They're doing all of these key developmental things that kids do to maintain and sustain a very healthy musculoskeletal system. It's when we stop moving and exploring things that the body just starts to adapt to this very, very limited lifestyle. So a perfect example, one of the key developmental stages as a baby to develop the postural stabilizing muscles that support spine movement and give you the strength to sit upright with your legs straight out in front of you and walk around and squat is tummy time. That's a, that's a key developmental factor because you've got these babies on the ground where their elbows are propped up, their shoulder girdles are engaged, their entire uh, back is, is activated and their head is looking around and they're reaching towards objects. And not that you need to go do that, but if you're going to go send some emails, drop down onto your stomach, bring the body into extension as opposed to this crouch flexed position where we're training almost zero stabilizing muscles to work. So getting down on the ground can be really helpful. Another thing, there was a study done that um, I believe it was a couple years ago. It was done by a a really well-known anthropologist. And he went around to study 480 different human cultures around the world because he wanted to understand how, how do people live their lives? How many positions do they get into and the shapes that they make on a daily basis to optimize what it means being a human? And they found over a hundred, there are over a hundred different positions to sit in that many cultures do, but not ours. We've got a few. What is it? One leg over the other, crouch forward, one arm propped up on a desk. 
we don't have many options that we move our body in and out of. So something as simple as removing a chair and getting down to the ground is uncomfortable, which means you're going to be shifting in and out of positions to find what's comfortable. A chair makes sitting very, very comfortable because there's no muscular work involved in a chair. But if we can remove the chair and catch up on some emails or do the uh, doom scrolling online, if we can do that, without a chair, what we're going to find is that our body is constantly shifting around and engaging itself in different positions. Thank you. And um, I feel like we could pick your brain forever on this top topic. It's really interesting. But before we wrap up and do our wrap up questions, one other question I have for you is now that you've, you've built this and you've been doing this for a long time, um, what is your own pain level like at this point in your life does it exist and um and how has your mobility changed like i guess it's sort of like a what are you up to now that this has been a part of your life for as long as it has so a lovely question um about three and a half years ago i worked with a client who was an ultra marathon runner and he was dealing with pain and it took him out of the sport. And in a very simple and short amount of time, I was able to get him back into the sport, crossing the finish line of 100, 200 mile races. And I'm sitting here thinking, if this is what this does, why am I not doing this? So I decided to become an ultra marathon runner and I wanted to put this information to the test. So now I train for ultra marathons. I've got a race coming up in Patagonia on September 30th. It's a gnarly 50 miles that summits four different mountain peaks. I'm, I'm putting this information to the test. Getting out of pain was step one. Staying out of pain was step two. And now I want to see how far I can take it. Um, I feel amazing. I feel amazing. And Eve, I'm. there are some days where maybe there's that reminder of, oh, you did break your back. <laughs> A long time ago. Uh, maybe you, you know, when I start taking my body up to 20 and 30 mile runs for training sessions, because for ultras, you got to really kind of put your body through the gambit here. There's weekends where I'll run 30 miles on a Saturday and then I'll run a half marathon the next morning, sometimes maybe 12 to 16 hours later for time. So we're, I'm really putting my body under as much stress and load as possible to force adaptations. And I'm learning what that actually feels like. And that's, that's had a little bit of a learning curve, but the fact that I've never been a runner, last time I ran a mile was in the sixth grade mile test, which is why I smiled when you said that. Um, I went from zero to doing this. And like, this is what the human body is capable of when you learn how to take care of it and you learn how to check in with yourself and give it what it needs. So I, I don't, I don't know where, where the end of this is. I want to be able to, I want to know what a beer tastes like after crossing the finish line of a 240 mile race. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but that's, I'm that's sure I'm it to. tastes delicious. <sighs> I bet it's so good. It's the best and I'm thing sure I ever. probably wouldn't even want it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I mean, it's so encouraging and inspiring and thank you for everything you shared with us today. Like Ali said, we could definitely keep picking your brain, but because we're at that time, we will start with our wrap up questions. So the first one we always ask everyone is what is part of your self-care toolkit. What are some of your self-care non-negotiables day-to-day? 
I have to watch videos of people in their essence. All right. So like music artists, you know, when people get in the zone and it is like, this is what they were made to do. And they are just creating and pouring from the heart. I have to tap into that energy daily. That's what makes me feel human. That's what keeps me alive. And whether it's like shaking, moving around, little living room dance party, I've got to keep that like human spirit lively and, and tap into that creativity. So on top of the movement stuff that I teach everybody else, tap into that artistry to feel somewhat connected and back in my heart space. Love that. Thank you. Uh, the second question we ask is what does being courageous mean to you? Doing something when you're scared. That's the only time that you can be courageous is when you're scared. So it's it's really recognizing when those moments are and taking a deep breath and and working through whatever you can. Thank you. And the last question we ask is, do you have a book that you'd like to recommend to our audience on any topic that has meant something to you over the course of your journey? Yes. Um, so I grew up in a household where if you're a man, you don't talk about emotions, right? Just deal with them, swallow them. They're, they're weakness. It's a sign of weakness. There's a book called The Exquisite Risk, Daring to Live an Authentic Life by Mark Nepo. And he so beautifully writes poetry and about emotions. And that was my first experience that I had it all wrong. Showing emotions is not weakness. It's actually weakness not showing emotions because you're afraid of what other people will think of you. Showing emotions is strength. And to have this man's words be so beautiful and emotional and deep and him talk about love and what it means to be in your heart and live with an open heart, my God, everybody should read this book. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. That was one of the books that got me back into, oh, maybe emotions do have to do with this, pro this problem and there's something here. Thank you. Very cool. We'll have to check that out. And um, if anybody is interested in, in trying your method, doing the Pain Academy, signing up, following you, where can they do that? You can follow me at Pain Academy on Instagram and virtually every other social platform. And then if you're interested in learning more and want to try out some of the stuff I'm talking about, you can go to www.painacademy.net. Thank you. And thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.